It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Good morning. <laughs> I was waiting for you to... I, you I was know, wondering what you were going to well, say. Well, I, I, you know, it is an early show for us today. Early... Early to bed. Right. It's not just early, but my gosh, everything is... Everything's happening. ...blowing up. Well... Well, by the time people hear this, we'll have a new president, but I don't even want to talk about that right now. There's so much going on. There's so much going on. We hope we have a new president. Um, We don't want an old president. We're going to have an old president and a new president, I guess, regardless of... yeah. If it's a new president, it's going to be an old president. There's so much to talk about. And there yet, is. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about any of it. No, we don't want to talk. We don't acknowledge it. I mean, right? There's so much. And to there's talk so much about. at stake. But at the same time, uh, it's looking good, and we, we're feeling good on this day. And um, okay, well, we're let's not. Yeah, okay, let's just stick to the topic at hand. Let's talk what? about something we know nothing about: relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, because I they just continue to confound me. Okay. They do. I know. They do. And I think it's confounding. We're very good at talking about other people's relationships. We don't talk about ours so much because we don't really... I don't don't know anything about relationships. I second that. I really don't. I am hardly an expert. Is that incredible? When have you never... You you always call yourself an expert. I'm a dating expert. (laughs) I'm a singles specialist. We are single specialists here. We do not pretend to be relationship experts because we, I mean, let's be real. We got married at 51 and 57, six. So what do we know? We're still learning. We're on the job. This is on the job training. We know even less about marriage. There's no real primer for that, is there? No. I mean, I, you at least had some role models. I had none. I had some excellent role models. You did. You really did. My parents were great. Mine were, I was raised by wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, sort of. I I was. Everything I know is just from what I've heard and saw and read and kind of got, I don't know. I don't know. Well. I can tell you how to date all day. I can tell you how to be single. I could tell you how to be the most successful, happy, well-adjusted single person you can be. The relationship thing, you know, it took me a while. There's nothing wrong with that. It is a work in progress. I'm getting it. I get it now. It's a journey, not a destination. Well, here we are, you know, six years in and to our marriage. And um, boy, what an education. Yeah. I really understand. I really get it. There's, it's so true what they say. It is work. It's beautiful work, though. It's compromise. It's collaboration. It's partnership. Uh, it's putting sometimes your needs second. It's sometimes um, having to, uh, Hold you on know. Hold a second. Sw- what'd you do with my wife? Where's Trevor? I'm here. I'm oh, here. Is that you? Yeah. Really? Oh, no, no. I'm oh, my God. I've been watching. 
I'm observing. I'm a UN observer. Yeah. I'm not a very objective observer. No, I'm getting it. Well, you're getting it all right. <laughs> but I love that you are admitting it, whether or not you live it. I think it's great. Come on, like you knew what to do? Of course. You had what you had just a little more uh, experience than I did. You had a live-in girlfriend. I had two. a couple live-in girlfriends, but it's. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't even have that. So no, you didn't. That's why we got married because you wouldn't allow us to live together. Right. I stuck to my guns, man. I held my ground. What was I thinking? But you did it. You did it. I, I you stepped up. You did what? what you should have done. Certainly. Uh, you did. But that's why I love you. I love you too. That's why you are everything I said you were before we went on the air oh, here. Oh, that was some that was some special stuff. It's true though. I know, baby. I, I appreciate you. I'm impressed by you. I watch you. I observe you. Uh-oh. I am so grateful for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd do without you. Mm. Especially right now in this in this what I'm going through is we're all going it's been through hard it. as hell. We as I was saying when you were saying that earlier, is that you know, if one of us is down, the other one picks us both up. Yeah. And that's very important. So we, we compensate and take care of each other. That's yeah. Now I'm 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 kinda of getting the you know, the gist of this thing. Getting Good. hanged. Getting yeah, the hang of there's, it. There's, like, you know, sometimes you have to um just suck it up, man. You just have to like put your own things aside and you know, be bigger, be think of the better, higher good. Some you have to pick your battles. That's another one I've learned. Mm-hmm. Not very good at that. And ABC. Always be considering. Always be considering. We think that is a mantra for yeah. couples. Anyway, so yeah, it took us a while to get it, to get with the program. No, it didn't. Well, me, it did me. Okay. I mean, I had it, I've had relationships before, but none of them lasted. Didn't last. But either I ended them or I dumped, they dumped. It was mutual dumping. I'm not going there. <laughs> but I would never dump in front of them. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Until you got married. No, even No, yet. I don't do that. I don't even fart around you. Oh, my God. Should we tell them about the, no, the nasty no. email we got from a listener who was so oh, offended? Stop. Nobody cares. Oh, my God. You know, I don't, I nope. didn't grow up. My dad was out of the house. I don't have a brother. I, I you know, didn't have a relationship for a long time. I don't know what living with a man is like, right? And then I move in with one and he burps and farts like a man does. And I I joke about it, right? I mean, we have fun with it. It's not like, I mean, I can, I'm not offended by it. It's, I'm sort of, I'm amused by it. Well, we got an email. Holy shit. It was like she was telling me I was a horrible person because I couldn't handle Robbie's gas. <laughs> I mean, I can handle his gas. That's the funny thing. Anyway, she... she. You know what? People on the internet, they're just right, a bunch of fucking haters. Okay, okay let's talk about relationships. Can we, is, 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 are you let's go back to the stuff that I have no clue about. <laughs> All right, let's introduce our guest. Are we ready? Why not? Are you, do you have anything more to say mm-hmm. about relationships? In time. Okay. I'll get there. Okay. You know, this is why we have this show, so we bring on people that know more than us. Well, right. It's also kind of free therapy for us. Right. And it opens our minds. It expands our consciousness. It's mm. 
Right, and we share that with our listeners, and you guys benefit from that. We get it educated, you get it too, and so... What's that got to do with me? Well, a lot, because <laughs> you can... You could learn a lot from these shows. Have you ever listened to these shows? I have, actually. You yes. know what? You should listen to Done Being Single. I hear it's a great show. It is the hottest thing on the internet. It is it really? <laughs> okay. It's the number one relationship show in its time oh, slot. Uh, uh, it is okay. must-hear must TV. Okay. And must-see, because we have a YouTube see. channel. Right? Oh, that's right. Hello. You're seeing us. We're doing a video <laughs> channel. All right. Okay. Who do we got today? Dasha Schindler. Really? Yes. And I her she's got a very interesting story. So interesting that I don't I think I can't do justice to it. So Dasha, we're gonna bring her on right now. Hi Dasha. Hold on a second. Let me get her in then. Fine. Up. Oh. Okay. Dasha She's lovely. Are you too. unmuted? Hi. Okay. Hi. Dasha, we're gonna have you read your own bio. We're not gonna well, you're not gonna read it, but you're just gonna tell us about yourself. Why not? Why should I read it? Why should I tell everybody about you? You tell you about you. Tell us about you. Before I start, though, may I say how beautiful you are? Thank you. Robbie, <laughs> that's the nicest compliment yeah, Robbie's going to hear it all day. You have a beautiful wife, but you are very handsome, definitely. Why, thank you. I just had to say it. I'm sorry. I, I started as a photographer years ago because of the female beauty, and we'll come back to that in the relationship part, okay? And thank you for the introduction. Um, I've been doing my own mini introduction my whole life because uh, I was born in Slovenia to Slovenian parents who already lived in Germany, went back to Slovenia just to give birth with me and through me a little bit. And uh, when I was a month old and then living in Bavaria in Germany for seven years, my parents got divorced. My mom went back to Slovenia with me. So that's it to grandma. End of story. <laughs> Um, but uh, when I was around 21, 22, I decided to go back to Germany to study there, to work there, to be independent because I'm a strong woman. And uh, <laughs> um, I was hoping that by that time, Slovenia would be part of the EU and we would be able to work anywhere and travel anywhere and go away from Germany as well. And hence, when I was 30, I got um, the idea, not me, through my ex actually, to go to London. He wanted to study there. I looked online. Okay, can I work there as a secretary? Because that's how I uh, financed my studies in Germany as a secretary. And uh, I thought, and I looked online what the jobs are like in London. And when I saw the pay in the banking sector for a secretary, I was like, goodbye, Germany. Let's go to London. And I've been uh, there ever since 2007. Uh, recently, I moved away from London to the Midlands, so I'm literally in the heart of the UK in a little uh, town called Naneaton, very near Birmingham and Coventry, for those who know a little bit geography of the UK. Um, that's the geographical location of me. Uh, when it comes relationship-wise and why I dared to write a book on relationships and claim to be an expert, uh, I'm not claiming anything. I, I'm just saying I've been through so much in my life and I've managed to turn it around with knowledge in the last like four or five years ago. I started with that and I thought if I can do it and the things that I learned were so helpful and so useful, I thought I have to bring this together in one book because you have all these sources, right? You have books, you have coaches, you have public speakers. 
on YouTube, everywhere, and they're very helpful. But to bring it all together, I thought suddenly, I think I have a little talent of understanding things and bringing them together. And I thought, okay, let's bring this together. If it's gonna help anyone else, the same knowledge that I gathered from others, basically, plus my experiences, that would be great. Yeah? If I can shorten that awful, awful suffering in wrong relationships, uh, even a little, it, it's worth it, right? And you know how they say you um, learn through experience? I say, no, you don't actually. You only learn what you don't want, but you don't learn what you do want. So we are faced actually with people who grew up like Rob in a beautiful household with great examples, but um, he was probably not aware what he was doing right in his relationships. Yeah, he was doing it right, but not why. Now, everyone else who's doing it wrong, so to say, um, again, we don't know how to do it right because we didn't have the examples and no one teaches us, not at school, not at home, nowhere. And I really think we should teach our kids in school what is love, what's a relationship, what's a healthy relationship, because once you know these things, it's not science, you know, it's not rocket science, actually, right? It's very basic. Once you know it, you go like, duh, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's logical. Yeah, but you only realize that once you've learned it, basically. So um, to stop me in two minutes, if I haven't done introducing myself. No, uh, no, go uh, ahead. <laughs> tell us first. Tell us the name of your book, because I didn't mention it at the top. Again, sorry. The question. Name. T tell us the name of your book. Uh, the name of my book. Uh, it's called uh, "Don't Chase Love, Cut to the Chase," or "How to Google Your Way to a Happy Relationship." Okay. Oh, <clears throat> don't so, chase love. Exactly. We could we don't could just talk love. about that all day long. Don't chase love. I think I, yeah. I think that's a that's a problem. I think people. I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Just before I forget, because okay. I will forget because I'm I'm in menopause and um, this is what happens. Ch chasing love. Uh, I did. Don't we all at some point? Yeah. Absolutely. And then when, when you, you stop chasing out. it, yeah, then, yes. That, yeah, so, uh, but it's hard not to chase it. It's hard not to go and do, get what you want. And that's, we're programmed to do that. We are in every aspect of our life. I mean, we're all told, you got to go get that job. You got to go get that thing and that promotion and that, you, whatever it is, yeah. you know, and we, and we do because we think that, um, Yes, that's that's the the marker of success to be married or to be in a relationship. And and we all work very hard toward that. I mean, I know even though I was I stumbled in my relationships, it's not that I didn't try. It's not for lack of trying. I did. We all try. Don't give me the side eye. I tried very hard. I did. I did. And it was I'm what sure. it was exactly what you said. It was um, it was trial and error. And I learned what I didn't want. And I still did not know what I wanted. Okay, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, go ahead. Excellent. So basically, um, why I dared, why I didn't write a book before or anything, and why I dared to do it now. I mean, my, it, it was my husband. As I got together with him three years ago, three and a half now. Um, he, as we were talking about relationships and I was explaining to him what I just recently learned and was practicing on him, he was my actual, you know, experimental bunny there to <laughs> test it all out, all the knowledge that I had. 
just to make it work, poor guy. Um, but hey, he's a happy guy now, so no complaints apparently. Yeah. And uh, as we were discussing, and he said, oh my God, you're explaining it so nicely. Why not put it in a book? So it's his fault, okay, not mine. <laughs> anyway, um, why I dare to write about the whole thing, it's depressing. I don't want to depress you about my life story much, yeah, but my father, I think I'm not entirely sure, but the games I was playing as a child and my mother told me I must have been sexually abused before I was seven. I was obsessed because with sex because of the abuse. I don't think it was either it was my father or the teacher in our street that turned out to be a pedophile. Anyway, and I remember being in his house, but nothing else. Um, but when my mother left Germany and we, I thought, oh my God, I was not sad to leave my dad. Let's put it like that. And I also understood there was something wrong with him. And it is to this day. He doesn't know how to take responsibility for anything. Okay, fine. Um, then we went back to Slovenia and the abuse continued as well. The uh, sexual abuse from a half uncle and many strangers. And it, in part, it was happening because my mom was going through a trauma when she was in her teens. And in order to protect me, she tried to clamp down with her protectiveness of me, which resulted in, well, also physical, <clears throat> you know, controlling and slapping and everything just in order to protect me. And I understand that now. But because she didn't allow me to say no to her, I did not develop boundaries. And Boundaries is one of those things that Brené Brown, for example, talks all day long, and she's fabulous at that. It, that was the last piece of the puzzle, even though I was learning about love and how to do it better since I was 20 or ever since I remember, I asked myself, what is love when I was seven, when I understood and looked around, I'm sorry, these relationships are not functional, none of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going through all that, going through a childhood where I wanted to throw myself under the next car every day. And I did try when I was five and I did it again under a truck when I was 22. Not consciously, but you think back because I remember waking up on the street after that accident when I was 22 and I was thinking, this is not over yet. And so basically on some level, you don't want to be so suicidal. You want to be happy. You want to have a good relationship, but how? So you keep learning, you keep reading books about psychology, uh, everything you said, you, we are craving love. Actually, it's basic human psychology that we are craving the thing that we didn't have as we were little. If that's money, if that's love, whatever we were missing, we will be focused on 100% when we are grown up. And understanding all these things helped, but something was missing until recently. And I had an, I had a couple of good relationships in between, yes, but not relationships of the kind where I could say they will last forever because I've sensed it, it wasn't really, it's never gonna be working forever. And the last relationship I had that the ex that I mentioned that we went from Germany to London, he was a bit younger than me, a musician, a very responsible musician, a really great guy. Um, but obviously he wanted to pursue his music career. I said, okay, fine. If you want to go, please leave now before I'm too old to <laughs> even want to date anymore. Um, and as I went back into the dating world, oh my goodness, it was horrible going back dating. 
I landed in one horrible mini relationship after another. And I thought, my God, I had this in my 20s already. Didn't I learn anything from that? Yeah. Going back into those narcissistic types, abusive types, I was like, this cannot keep happening. And it was so bad at some point that I had a mishap with a, uh, with a guy who, oh, per se, he was lovely, but a typical narcissist, unfortunately. And I was pregnant just like that. We had an accident and I was going towards a downfall with someone I knew is going to be a disaster. I knew it from experience. I could not stop myself. And that is what scared me. That scared the hell out of me that I could not stop something that I even recognized by this point. So I went back to the books. I lost the baby. He left on that same, same day. Thank goodness for that. Maybe, you know, uh, you have to appreciate maybe the circumstances as they are and i went back to reading and trying to find the last piece of puzzle and one of them was boundaries mm -hmm. i didn't have any boundaries i didn't know what my values are anymore i was adjusting to everyone else as we usually do trying to please the partner trying to be whatever he wants you to be right you completely lose your identity as you go from one relationship to another and um as i started understanding some crucial things I started to learn to be single first. And you know how you say you're an expert on, you know, being single. I think now really firmly that you cannot have a successful relationship, but it's difficult. Let's put it like that. It's not impossible, but it's much easier if you know how to be happy with yourself as a single person. And I always have to think of a teacher of mine in Buenos Aires. I didn't travel much, but I was in Buenos Aires once just briefly. To, to learn the tango, I love dancing. Um, and my teacher said something wonderful. You know how in the tango Argentino, you lean on each other and it looks like the people are totally leaning on each other. He said, no, 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 no. Even though you're leaning on your partner, you at any time when I let go of you, you should be able to still stand on your own feet. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is such a great comparison to relationships. Yes, we lean on each other and we help each other but we should never lean so much that we fall over if the other one lets go. Right. And I thought, wow, that's right. beautiful. And if you know how to be single, it means no matter what happens, even in a relationship, you can then, you know, be stronger and better. And even if the other one goes or something happens, you will not lose yourself completely. There you that's go. very All profound. Right. Uh, All right, Tasha. I mean, Sorry, I'm so sorry to hear what you went through as a as a child. It seems uh, unbelievable how you know evolved you are now compared to what you had to go through. So very impressive. Uh, my my first question is, uh, when did you uh, or how did you d develop positive role models in men? Where did where did that come from? Because it sounds like you didn't have it growing up. That is absolutely correct. Um, I did have one positive role model when my mother remarried. I was 15. My stepdad is a very lovely man. Uh, we don't have much in common, but he's just a very decent guy, you know, and you need decent guys, right? Um, and I was really happy he was making my mom happy. And he's not, he's not a big talker like me. Yeah, so <laughs> we could never chat like that. But I know he's always been there for me. and. So there was some positive there. Maybe he was not the type that I would need, for example. Um, but yes, that was 
one night um, experience. So you realized that not all men were what you had grown up with. I think, you know, something happens to a child when you move countries. I've seen that in anyone who had to live in two different countries, uh, who, which were also run very differently. Like I, I grew up in a very deeply capitalist West Germany back then, right? And then I moved to the back then still very communist Yugoslavia. And Yugoslavia was very different to Russia and everything else. Okay, let's not talk about communism as such, but that particular one actually worked what people don't know. No one was homeless on the streets. Uh, women were given their equal rights right in, from 1945. Imagine right into the deep into the 70s in the Western world, women were still fighting for their equal rights and whatnot. We had them given just like that, 1945. Women, it's your body, your rights, your equal work, study, everything for free. Super quality, high quality universities, everyone, you know, it, it was just, we were not lacking anything at some, at, at some point, right? Um, so that is on the one hand, that was great. Um, so not everything was bad and not everyone was bad. And I, when, when you see different perspectives, you kind of also see things a little bit differently. You observe and you see not everything is bad, not everyone is bad and you're trying to be fair <laughs> to the whole thing. It is though very, very difficult to trust and to develop a certain relationship with any man later on. And that's the problem, right? Even if you hate a woman and you still want a woman, even if you hate men, you will still need and want a man in your life. And that, that's the curse that we have basically. Um, so the question was not, where to, uh, do I find the role models, but how can I uh, change my perception of everything, of men? And that's exactly what I managed to do, again, through reading some beautiful books on love, on relationships, where um, it said that you can't just love one person, you have to love everyone. You cannot just reserve the love for one. That's what we try to do, right? We try to find that one partner we're gonna love, but everyone else should you know, leave us alone. Like doesn't work like that. You either are generous in general and loving in general, or you know, it kind of made sense to me. Maybe not to everyone. <laughs> I I kind of relate to your story, and I I see a uh, this what happened to me when I was growing up, and I see a lot of it with my friends is that um, we are we're raised by a certain kind of a parent, and in my case, father. Um, who was my primary male, you know, first male role model. And um, he was a very emotionally broken. Um, my parents divorced when I was six or seven, and I continued to grow up and spend time with him, and he was very, very devastated. The divorce really broke him. So I thought, oh, well, all men must be sad and depressed. You know, all men need fixing. All men need help. All men need r rescuing and and yeah. co and comforting. And mm -hmm. and um, it sort of got into my head that my role would be to help people, or at least you know men, and that I needed to, if they weren't all, if they weren't healthy when I met them, my my job was to get them, fix them. to fix them so that they would be you know, functional in a, in a relationship, which is just not the case because you can't, we all know that you can't do that. Yeah. 
I mean, look, no um, one's no one's perfect. We're all a little tiny flawed. But always. but you know, it's our job to fix those flaws. And you are correct about the tango metaphor. I mean, that is everything. You have to. That is that's partnership. I mean, I'm I actually am experiencing a really rough time right now. I'm going through a tough time. I lost my parents, and I've been very vulnerable. Thank you. And um, boy, I have really more than ever been relying on my husband to help mm -hmm. me through this to like sometimes I don't even recognize myself because I'm so needy or I'm so dependent yeah. and I you know who who is this person I, I used to be so self-reliant and so rock rock solid right I could take care of myself and um and, and no can. and and I can I can but um this is what I'm learning about relationships. And I just gave Robbie a huge amount of love and, and compliments this morning because I listened to him and I observe him and he's been helping me through this time and it hasn't been easy. And I just had to stop and say, you know, I just, it's, I love more than love you. I appreciate you. And I'm impressed by you. Thank you. And I, the things that you do and the things that you help me with, and I, I don't know what I do without him. Sorry. I, I started interrupting. I, I said, thank you because the, Biggest point of my book, for example, anything I'm saying is we need to learn. Oh, you guys are so cute. Uh, you, we need to learn to appreciate our men. Uh, there was a guy on Twitter who said, even the world of men doesn't give up about men. Yeah. And um, it's, it's true. Like, I know everything is messed up right now. And, you know, Poland has passed a law on, on anti against abortion and wife beating at home yeah so we're going back to stone age apparently um but still even in the hardest of times darkest of times we need to be even more even kinder even more appreciative of each other if we want to get closer together and find that love that we all want all of us simply all of us and that's why i'm daring to write about love in relationships because it, at the end of the day we all need the same thing no matter how destructive we right. and, it, and you know, and it might take a while for you to just to figure out what it is you do want. As I mean, the first 50 years of my life, it was about what I don't want. And then finally, I, I figured it out. And I think a lot of people tend to recreate the chaos in their childhood in their in, from childhood in their adulthoods. I see it. And I'm, I'm the first one to you know, I admit it. I did it. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of it. And maybe I still do. Um, but I can see it. It's so clear to me. Some of my friends, male and female, grew up with a certain amount of chaos and tumult in their homes, in their childhoods, and they recreate them in their relationships mm -hmm. as adults. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that helped me hugely uh, understand certain things is, uh, what's her name again? Sorry, I forgot. It's Women Who Love Too Much. It's a book. And the author says, you will always fall in love with the people that remind you of home because as you said recreating what you know the home that we that you had and so in my case i went either for the safe version where i knew i could not get abused or for the abusive version the actual one the way i grew up and uh just realizing that then i thought further and i said okay so if i have strong feelings and i actually fall in love with someone i should actually turn away and run like hell away from that situation so i cannot trust my feelings and that's 
that's a sad, sad thing. That's a realistic thing that maybe we should look at falling in love. For those like Rob, thank goodness, they can enjoy falling in love because very probably they're going to fall in love with the right person because they're going to look and recreate what they had at home. For the rest of us, it is detrimental. We should not be allowed to fall in love, even to look for the feeling of sensation of falling in love because it's all about our homes and illusions that we have in our hands, uh, heads, I mean, um, and not about the person that's in front of us, actually. But when you said, you know, we don't know what we want, actually, we do know deep down somewhere. And that's, you know, the basic stuff like love, care, trust, respect, right? We all want that. That's we, actually what we want. So why don't we insist with any new person on love, care, trust, and respect? We don't. That's the only problem that we don't say, okay, this is my values and beliefs. Any person around me needs to be, you know, love, care, trust, respect. And if you have the tool of, um, there are these five pillars of relationships. I love it. I literally wrote it down and I was reading it. And every time I met someone, I tried to apply it. So when you have tools in your hand, you know, you can prevent the, the bigger disasters. Um, I'm just going to quickly read them to you if you don't mind, if sure. that's okay. Um, so basically, those five pillars or landmarks, how to recognize a healthy relationship. Commitment, obviously, does someone want to want to commit to you um, fairly soon? Not right away, don't rush into anything, right? But down the road, there needs to be commitment. Um, intimacy, obviously, can you be vulnerable or, uh, in front of uh, your partner and uh, not try to be perfect all the time? Uh, progression of the relationship are you meeting his friends his family you know where he works do you, because we don't grow up in the same town anymore we don't know each other we need to get to know each other but we don't right we rush into these relationships knowing nothing about <laughs> that person across us um balance obviously the the partner should care about our success just as much as we care about theirs um and consistency which is the factor of time so i'm saying narcissists or psychopaths out there they are very good at faking the first four but add the element of time and after three or six months the red flags are, are going to be like really really big and you cannot oversee them anymore so obviously we need to get to know each other and after a certain time you can say like no 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 you're not gonna fool me so it helps um i'm curious i find that people still really struggle to get into, to find relationships and keep them. And I don't know, a lot of what my theory is, is um, it comes down to self-worth and what you feel that you're worthy and deserving of. I think there's, I mean, it's, 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 there's a, a, it's very complicated and very nuanced, but I also think fear work is in that, involved in that. Everything you know, comes down fear, to fear. Yeah, self-worth, fear, what yeah. you feel that you're yeah. deserving of, patterns that you keep recreating um <clears throat> why sh why is it so hard why do you think it's so hard for people to find a relationship it seems like it should be easy and oh that the other one i think is also big shared goals because these five pillars are fantastic this is a yeah, this is a great shared goals as well this is a fantastic foundation mm. however yeah shared goals you, it's, mm -hmm. it's doomed unless the, the, the two partners have a shared vision of the future. To me, yeah, that, that's where, that's where the success is. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to answer your question, but before I do, um, I met an amazing woman in Germany who explained something to me. She said, every couple has a middle, something that connects them. At the beginning, it's the time they spend together going to the cinema, the dinner, whatnot, and so on and so forth. Then it's the children they have, and they're working on that project. It's a shared goal, right? But those children are away at some point, and if the couple, as you say, doesn't have anything besides that, everything falls apart after that. And I thought, wow, it's so true, it's so beautiful. So even when you have children, you should be really careful and try to have something of your own with your partner. So when the children are gone, you're not complete strangers, you still have something in common, you're sharing something. But as you said, we are all broken somewhere, there's a lack of uh, confidence, self-worth and everything. So even though I say in my book, you guys don't necessarily have to work on yourself first in order to be able to improve your relationship. It is preferred, obviously, you're gonna have the, the, the better you are on your own and with yourself, obviously, the better your relationships are gonna be. Um, but still, even if you're not working on yourself, if you apply certain things like just respect your partner, maybe just you know, think about why do you even like your partner and, and be polite and just get into the habit, good habits, develop good habits right now already helps, yeah. right? So just, times are difficult enough as they are. Um, but if you want to work on yourself, I actually found the answer to how to love yourself. Because you know how everyone says to you, you have to love yourself. It's like, yeah, how? Can you tell me how? Please, how? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so actually there's this philosopher in Germany called Ronald Engert. He's still alive. He's not very known, I have a feeling. Um, and he is not translated into, into English yet. So I'm hoping to translate that. Uh, but he actually answered the question, just like Scott Peck answered the question, what is love? Love is work. That's it. It's the effort that we make for each other. There is no philosophy to it. Yeah, take it or leave it. If you don't believe it, you can you know, ignore the fact, but that's just it. And I love it. Uh, you cannot be, you know, treating each other horribly and then say, I love you. Sorry, that's not love. It isn't. Forget it. Um, but the uh, loving yourself, he found, found a way. He just understood, like, it's about accepting yourself, right? Accepting all the horrible things that maybe you don't even want to admit to yourself, that you're pushing away. And because you're pushing it away, you don't feel worthy. That's how it happened to me. I had such a horrible sexual past that I felt unworthy of a really decent guy on my level. So I would never give, give myself the chance to even reach out for someone like that. Right. And yeah, the, the goal <clears throat> was stay single for a, while, for a while. And then every day, just lie down, literally lie down. Don't reach out for those crisps or chips or beer or whatever. Just lie down, be quiet. It's not about meditating. It's about just listening to yourself. What am I feeling right now? Accepting that. Am I sad? Cry. Am I angry? Just feel it. Just feel whatever you feel. Feel it. Are you afraid? Feel it. Are you in pain? Feel it. Go through. Because actually, the second you go through that pain, the second you allow that, it's gone. And that's the funny thing we uh, we are trying to avoid pain so much and keep suffering over decades not knowing that if we were able to be brave just for a second and face that freaking pain it could be gone so you know how you said you cannot imagine what i've been through and i'm all smiling laughing this is the real me my friends cannot imagine either how i was 
but it's because you can actually see online my old videos now on YouTube. Only five years ago, even though the same face, different expression, different energy. And because I managed to accept myself, the most ugly bits actually, and say, so what? I was a whore. Not, you know, not literally, but it, I didn't. But the, the thing why I could accept it is the understanding that I didn't know better. I was looking for the attention of men in a sexy way because I was never taught any better. No one said a smile is enough. Right. No one said, you know, stick to your boundaries, have boundaries, uh, have values, you know, that, and, and so you're trying to get the attention. Um, you agree to a sexual relationship too quickly, hoping for love, actually. Sure, you're, sure. You know, That's a mistake. That's a love. very common mistake. Right? Yep. And no one <clears throat> teaches us girls that we need. To, yep. we don't need to be sexy. We need to be attractive. No, I, and I think that you also removed a lot of the shame, which is very important. Yeah, you know, um, because I understood it wasn't my fault per se, right? I didn't know any better. If I knew any better, I wouldn't have sure. acted the way well, later yeah, right. on. But you didn't have mentoring. You didn't have people guiding you and showing you. I didn't have protection, it, right? Right. Um, I also want to say not only is facing your own pain extremely important to, to growth and change, but sharing your pain. And <clears throat> that was, and finding someone that I was able to share my honesty and pain with was like, oh gosh, this is new. This guy is listening and he's accepting me. Mm. Mm. Um, he's, you know, not judging. Um, that's new and, <clears throat> pardon me, and, and, and really um, endearing. And I, it, it just made me feel like this is what I, this is what I want a guy like this. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We know, Robbie and I know tons of single people and they are awesome. They are good looking and talented and creative and funny and guys and girls both. And, and you, we, I just look at them and I shake my head and I go, oh my God, you're so, you're the package, right? Yeah. This, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that, that hard. And I, I don't know. What am I saying here? It, it is. It <laughs> right? is hard. I think that we, many of our friends are. They go from relationship to relationship. They're rarely single for long. Some of or them, they're single for a really long time. That's just what I said. They're <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, but but some people are just. They can't be alone. They can't be alone with themselves. And this is part of the what you're talking about earlier about. Mm -hmm. If you can't be happy with who you are, you can't be in a relationship and you're, you're going to bring that unsettledness yeah. or unhappiness to you that a relationship. A relationship to solve your problems. It will not, it's that does not work. And that's part of the reason why some people just go from relationship to relationship and never really find anybody because yeah. they're, they're, they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be alone with themselves. So There's they have it. nothing against not being alone, but when you bring that expectation of your partner having to solve your problem, love solving all your problems, that's not going to happen. You know, it's, it's okay to be with someone. We all need companionship. But the being alone part is actually really important work. The most important. It's really okay. important training so, because it just because it's when you are okay on your own and by yourself and you're you know you're comfortable in your own skin. Um, 
that's kind of usually when you're the most attractive and that's what I want to ask people. I want to ask Dasha because she mentioned it about how she was able to love herself and all the bits that were not lovable or ugly or whatever it is. How does somebody recognize that and turn the corner and, and acknowledge what they themselves don't like about themselves so they can start loving themselves? I mean, it was never a problem telling my ex-partners the worst bits of me funnily enough they were all accepting but those were partners that i didn't really think so much of actually so it didn't matter if they knew you know the question was could the person that i would actually you know would be perfect for me would would i dare to be vulnerable around them and that that big part being vulnerable around someone else as you said right not not being judged and so on and so forth and i was just thinking about that when you mentioned that why um People now more than ever, I think, because of the media, because of what we're being taught, not just, you know, by our parents is you have to be perfect. Yeah. Don't show your vulnerability, even though the vulnerability and the imperfection is the most beautiful thing in another person. That's what we want to see. But no one dares to do it because of the lack of confidence. We try to be perfect. Uh, and we are acting more like in a job on interview than human being where we want to have a you know, intimate relationship with, and we have to let that guard down. I know vulnerability is scary, again, fear, right? Um, but it's the most beautiful thing, especially about a woman, also in the men, um, but especially as women, like, as you said, you were leaning also on, on Robert these days and how much, how great that was. And I'm sure Robert felt really manly, like, I'm there for my woman, yeah, this is great. Uh, I'm sorry about the circumstances, but this is great that she needs me because a man needs to feel needed actually, but we are so strong now. We don't even let them open a, a freaking bottle for us. Yeah. Or carry the suitcase. These are little things we couldn't do easily, but oh no, uh, who am I if I allow a man to help me? Uh, you're still a woman, you know, hello, you, you don't lose that. And um, oh, I have a tattoo. I'll show you if I can kind of. Oh, oh, look at that. Uh, Okay. I got that when I was 40. Yeah, not in my teens. When I was 40, I went to Mexico and I got it in Mexico City. Um, it says Shakti. And uh, it has a very special meaning for me because uh, on this journey to getting better and actually understanding things, when I was writing down my values, who am I trying to figure it out again? Um, one of the things that I always wanted to do was Tantra, the real thing, you know. Um, and when you read about that, Shakti is mentioned a lot. And Shakti is also stands for the feminine energy. And I knew I was using my masculine energy a lot. I had to. The masculine energy is a fabulous energy. You know, it's a, about organizing yourself, about protecting yourself. So especially when you don't have someone else to do it, you have to do it yourself. Problem only is, as soon as you have to use the masculine energy, the feminine hides. It just can't be there you know so if you want the feminine to be out there you have to take your masculine a little bit back you can only do that when you feel safe so you know it's a mm. so that was my problem i never felt safe i was afraid of the world of men of everyone obviously and i had to just simply be brave that was simply a decision as i was reading and trying to understand things i i decided okay i'm gonna go out there i have my boundaries in place okay first don't go out there just trying to trust everyone and not having boundaries that would be a huge mistake yeah know who you are have your boundaries and then you go out and you go like okay without saying anything just feeling it as in 
I appreciate the men. They are great. They have great qualities. They're going to take care of me. They're going to protect me. Um, just that, you know, instead of being afraid of them when you go out on the street, that. And then I went to Buenos Aires. And while all other women were really complaining about the attitude of men towards them, I was having the time of my life. Everyone was so respectful. Everyone was helpful. No one wanted anything of me more than, you know, a smile. Um, it was really the best experience ever. And I thought like, oh, wow, that was literally overnight. But it was me who had to trust and appreciate, bring that appreciation out there. And suddenly those men that I was afraid of, everyone was there for me. And my world literally turned around overnight. I was like, it's that easy. Ooh, but obviously you have to be a bit vulnerable. You have to allow the men sure. to be there for you sure. as well. Um, and, but it's amazing. Oh. So, hmm. Dasha, your, your genuineness is so refreshing and, uh, it comes okay, through <laughs> and no, your positivity and, uh, we just need so much more of that today in our world and we don't get enough of that. So it's really lovely to see. So we thank you You know for what that. I do every day when I go out? I greet people, especially now that I'm a smaller town. I greet everyone I meet. Just hello. And it's so beautiful when you see that face light up and they didn't expect it. And I thought, look, in this COVID situation, everything we have, at least we can do that for each other, right? right. Connect so we don't feel alone. Even at least a hello. And uh, you don't, you know, you feel connected and you're there for each other and you have a better day mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i do that it, too it, I, even i'm scared of saying hello to everyone you know <laughs> it's not that easy it's a but lovely you, thing you get used to it. robbie gets mad at me because i'll say we'll be passing a neighbor and i'll say hi how you doing and he'll say don't say how are you doing just say <laughs> hi and I'll say, why? It's a nice thing to say. Hi, how you doing? Because that's, Hi, how are that's you? engaging. Oh, no, no. We don't he want to says, engage. We don't want, we, don't want to, we don't want to have to hear their answer. He, says, just, he says, don't say hi, how are you? Just hi. No, just hi. No, just hi. Good to see you. Yeah, okay. Good morning. That's plenty. Any, I like saying, how are you, though? But when you ask, how are you, then fine, somebody thanks. says, how are oh, you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, not, fine. I'm not so good today because I have an they're, ache over here and I don't want to do... go into that. It's just a quick... People... No. Okay. All right. So anyway, Dasha, tell us again your the title of your book and where we can get it. Is it available yet? Oh, uh, thanks. So Don't Chase Love, Cut to the Chase. And uh, it's now by the time uh, you will be seeing that, it should be already on my website. So on my website, I have a couple of freebies, very short books, so to say, where you can see part of my book with a little bit of original content. Uh, so you get an idea of what it's about, how I'm writing and so on and so forth. The actual book um, is going to be in e-version, obviously, as an e-book on my website and uh, cheaper, obviously, than on Amazon. I will have it on Amazon. We cannot avoid that. 80% of readers are on Amazon. And uh, if someone wants to book uh, to, to buy the actual physical book, obviously, Amazon is still the best way to go. Um, I would encourage, though, to go for the ebook through my website, simply not just because of the profit. I don't care about the profit. I was never about the money, believe me. <laughs> but um, I just have these amazing projects lined up. The next thing is going to be a similar book, but for teenagers and children, explaining very simply what is love, what are relationships, also useful things like, you know, how do you do your taxes? How, how can you still be successful even without education? There are other ways. You don't have to you know, be desperate about it. Um, 
just everything we should actually learn in schools and then even in, at universities we learn about business i was studying translation so you would study translating but not how to run a business you know these things these useful things should be there we, we don't all grow up with parents who have businesses and learn that i didn't i had to learn on my own i'm still learning obviously what is um, what is your website what's the website my website is uh dm web slash benjamin so web benjamin is my husband's last name i we got married last year this is the name i'm going to take over as soon as i can legally um because of the uk circumstances here and uh so yes dm web dash web benjamin uh, com. uh i'm also on youtube instagram everywhere blah 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 marketing yeah great <laughs> But I love my videos on YouTube, actually. I'm enjoying doing those. I'm cutting them myself, blah, blah. Uh, it's just, it's fun. I always like doing videos, actually. Well, we'll um, make sure we tag your website on the YouTube video that we put out there. Thank you. Oh, that's so kind. And anything else to close out? Um, you can find us at www.donebeingsingle.com. Write us. Contact us. Reach out. How? Vent. Bitch. Yeah, moan. Yeah. Oh, she's. You're really bad at this. Why? Our our website's on there. I mean, our email address is on there. But Just go there and then. Okay, Trevor and it, Robbie at DunbingSingle.com. And then Trevor and Robbie. Well, okay. But you can you can also <laughs> three years the, in she still no, 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 can't but, get it but out. But on the website there is a box you can click to um, contact us. There's a contact box. Okay, but if they, so, you know. so you know, you don't. Uh, for those of you who want our email address, it's Trevin Robbie at DunbeanSingle But make it easy for yourself. Just go to the damn website. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then make it even easier for yourself and follow us and subscribe. Yes. Because then it'll come right to you, right? Excellent. Oh, and speaking of following us, we are at DunbeanSingle on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. And if you want, if you want a little more of me, yes. I'm uh, trevabrandonsharf.com and at Treva B. Me. There you go. And I got some right. some good shit going on on yes, my you do. social you media. Yes, you do. Fun, fun recent blogs. Dasha, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. You are beautiful, you and me. congratulations on your uh, recent nuptials. You're oh, un- thank you. under well, a welcome year. Welcome to I guess. the club. Yes. Hey. Hey. Club. Hey. May I just mention, I married a, um, a man with four children. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wow. wow. Stepmom. You know why? Because he's the most amazing man and he's worth it. So, otherwise, I would not dare this. Well, that is great. How ma- are, baggage, they, are they all at home with you? Baggage can be beautiful. Uh, two of them are now. We had to fight very harshly uh, to even be able to see them. You know how it goes. But now two of them are with us. The Great. other two, we had a weekend and done. Of course, okay. still lovely. Yeah, it's all good. Well, excellent, Dasha. Really lovely to have good you. Good luck on. to every with you with, with everything. You're just, you're so smart. You're so clever. You're a smart cookie, oh. as we say in this country. You guys are such a beautiful couple. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Enjoy and thank you for having me. Yes. Our pleasure. Hope to have you back and good luck and stay safe. You too. Thank you. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.